Hello, and welcome to your new favorite bookish podcast, Fully Booked and Caffeinated. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Heather. And today we have our monthly bonus episode, Bookish Banter and More, where we discuss the other books we've been reading this past month, whether we recommend them, and also our other favorite pop culture obsessions. So as usual, we got to get started with a little lubrication. Heather, what are you drinking today? Uh, Today I have an iced caramel coffee from Dunkin'. Classic. I know. I should have probably gotten an espresso because I had the Taylor Swift concert last night and I woke up this morning hungover just from being up late because I don't stay up late anymore. (laughs) I'm in bed by like 9, 10 o'clock every night and I didn't get home till 2 (laughs) a.m. You had the concert hangover. Yeah, this morning was a little bit of a struggle. Concert was great though. Had a great time. It was really wonderful, but I am paying for it today. So yeah. Yeah, but it's still delicious coffee. They actually made it perfect. We went inside to get it because sometimes, you know, Duncan is like a Duncan is like Russian roulette. Sometimes oh yeah, it's great. Other times it's disgusting. Like the coffee I got last week from a Duncan, and so we usually go inside if we if we can. And I went inside and I was like ready to go add like more sugar or like caramel syrup, but it was actually yeah. perfect. Just pleased. It really is a hit or miss. And even if you have a perfect Duncan. They can still mess it up once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I got one yesterday when I was running my errands. And the coffee was good, but they didn't put enough butter pecan in it. And I was like, you're ruining my life. Have you tried the blueberry cobbler one yet that I told you about? Not yet, but I'm okay. going to get it tomorrow. Do it on the app. Okay. Because I okay. think that's how you – you probably could go to the store and order it, but they say it's like a member exclusive and you order it on the app. Oh, it's under. Okay. It's under like the Dunkin' – iced or something one of the top things when you first go on the app okay all right i'm gonna try that tomorrow because i kept forgetting but now i'm gonna remember you'll like it today you will like it oh i still add like i still add the sweet and low to it as well yeah yeah because the blueberry isn't it's unsweetened like sweet yeah Mm -hmm. yeah well today i made a delicious iced latte so i have my nespresso double espresso pod i frothed my milk and then it was like taking me a long time to drink my coffee. I was like doing other stuff. And then I knew we were going to be recording. So I'm like, let me just put this in the fridge for later. And then right before we started recording, I added like two shots of Bailey's to my coffee. Oh, because it's Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> you fancy. <laughs> and I have decided that the caffeine that I shouldn't be drinking is going to be balanced out by the alcohol. And Bailey's you know I mean? is it's like, like an perfect, upper and a down. Yeah. Bailey's is so good in coffee. Yeah, so I'm living right now. I, I'm it's, so I love this for you. It's a holiday weekend. We're living it up. <laughs> My neighbors are partying it up with their country music. So I'm here with my Baileys participating. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk about our other reads from this past month. I had a pretty busy month. You did. I got, I got a lot under you my did. belt. I don't yeah. know what was coming over me. Um, so first was Bunny by Mona Awad, which I've been waiting a while to read this. It was on hold at the library and it was finally available. This is a yes. It's like this culty, creepy. Oh, it just made me so uncomfortable. It's it's AHS Coven meets Mean Girls. So and that's 
I've been wanting to read this one. I saw it on Bookstagram when it first came out last year, and I've been like, I really mm-hmm. want to read this. So when I saw you read it, I was excited for you to talk about it to see what you thought. Yeah, I definitely like it. I think the ending was like a little bit rushed. Like it could have been better, mm-hmm. but the whole vibes of just like this female cult is just like right up my alley. So love that. I recommend it. Um, I read The Lying Game by Ruth Ware. Super disappointed. This was, I usually really like Ruth Ware. But I thought it was predictable. There were like 30 storylines that didn't matter or matter to the story or affect the story. So it was just a no for me. And I know this is an old book, but I got it at the thrift store and I was like, let me just blow through this one. Not happy about it. I was bummed because I did like that one. (laughs) Yeah. But now I'm also like, maybe if I had read it when it came out, maybe I would have liked it more. Because we talked about how we're like a little bit more critical, especially thrillers. So, and then I read a book by one of my favorite authors, Things We Do in the Dark by Jennifer Hillier. I really love her writing. This is not my favorite book by her. There was just a little too much going on. Mm-hmm. And I hated every single character. Like oh, not nice. a single likable character. Love that. But I still blew through it and I was like hooked till the end of it. So definitely not my favorite, but I think her writing kind of redeems it. Um, you shouldn't have come here, which I was telling you, I listened to the audiobook, which I'm not a fan of audiobooks. I've solidified it. This one was two different points of view, a male and a female. So it was easier to follow because obviously they had a male doing the male parts and a female doing the female parts. But this book is an enigma for me because <laughs> it was so bad. Like all the characters were complete stereotypes. Like there's the cowboy and then like she's the city girl going to stay at the ranch. And the storyline was just like ridiculous and dragged out. But then the ending, like the last 10 pages of this book was so good that I'm like, this might have made this book worth it. Like, I I don't know. I literally (laughs) finished it and I was like, wait. Did I love that book or did I hate it? Like, I have, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm going to say, don't put it at the top of your TBR. But if mm-hmm. you already bought this book or if you're a fan of Geneva Rose, read it. Okay. Tell me your thoughts. Okay. I need to know. <laughs> because the ending, it just blew my socks right off. <laughs> the rest could have lived without. <laughs> uh Okay, and then One Moves the Dead by T. King Fisher. This is a short gothic horror novel. It was like 165 pages. It's a retelling of Edgar Allan Poe's The Fall of the House of Usher. Oh, so nice. if Poe is your jam, then I do this like book is definitely good. It was super creepy. It got under my skin. Mm. It was... I I liked it. It's not like the easiest read because it is written in that kind of like... I mean, it's not written as poetry or anything Mm -hmm. but it is written in that like gothic style but i did like it a lot and this was up for it was nominated for best horror novel last year for uh, goodreads nice i read the counselors by jessica goodman could go either way but i'm gonna say yes it was kind of predictable but i do like a summer camp setting I feel like it's very nostalgic. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was a lot of social commentary. So it did have some depth to it. If I'm not mistaken, it's a YA novel. Is it a horror Um, or a thriller? They said it was horror. 
it's more of a little like murder mystery oh okay type thing not very thrilling but <laughs> it's a little twisty like you're, you're trying to solve a murder yes yeah uh and then girl forgotten by karen slaughter karen slaughter one of my favorite authors so this is the second in a series i'm not sure if she's going to continue of the series or if it's just these two but this is a sequel to pieces of her which is on netflix they made it into a tv series so i wasn't crazy about the storyline even before i started reading it like even from the description off the back of the book but it's karen slaughter so i was going to read it anyway and her writing and the way that everything is just so intricately coming together in the end and the way she ties it all together is just like even though i had no interest in this story i still really liked it so okay. i still recommend it especially if you liked the first one i mean you, you definitely have to read the first one because they refer back to a lot of the relationships in the first one or you just watch it on netflix but either way <laughs> and then last but certainly not least my favorite read of the month a good girl's guide to murder by Holly Jackson. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. It's a little murder mystery with the most lovable and quirky main character. It was well written. It was well paced. I, I just loved it. I picked up the second book in the series from the library this week. So that's my next read. And I'm hoping that it lives up to the hype of the first one. Mm -hmm. But this is just I, I can't find anything wrong with it. So I'm obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> I like I've so heard such good things about that so it's I have it actually I have it it's on my book cart yeah you yeah. have to read it because I I've been wanting to read it for a while and you know the reason that I hadn't read it is because it's in the YA section at it the is. library mm -hmm. so I just never like came upon it when I was at the library and never actively looked for it and then finally I was like I have to read this book because like it has such good ratings on Goodreads and I had been you know putting it off for so long. So I'm so happy I finally read it. You have to read it. It's so good. I will. <laughs> okay, that's all for me. What did you read this month? I read about half the amount of books that you read. <laughs> that's okay. It is. It is. Pregnancy exhaustion is back full force. So it's been it's been a fun few weeks. And also we've just been super busy because now market season has started and just life in general is summer's here. And I feel like when summer arrives or like the start of summer arrives, life just gets 100% more hectic. Yeah. So, but speaking of cowboys, back to like your... Uh, Stop your, it. Yeah. Not, not the speaking of cowboys. <laughs> so last month, I was in my sports romance era. Now I'm in my cowboy romance era. <laughs> so I started the Chestnut Springs series by Elsie Silver. I've read the first two so far, Flawless and Heartless. I'm currently in the middle of the third one, Powerless. So I'll either finish it before the month is over or I'll just, and I'll be able to discuss it next month when I finish it. Okay. But they're both good. The first one I liked, slow start though. I didn't know if I was really going to get into it, but I really wanted to keep going because people really enjoyed mm -hmm. it. And once it hit its stride, I really enjoyed it. But I loved the second one. The second one was like a single dad trope. Okay. Which I didn't I didn't think that I was into, but I was into it. <laughs> Wait, so it's a series, but it's about a different person? It's actually about its brothers. Okay. So there's three brothers. And then also they kind of adopt this this kid into their family 
that I haven't gotten to like the tragedy. He's actually the third book's about him. And I haven't gotten to like the tragedy backstory yet about his family. But he's kind of pulled into the fold. And then the fourth book is going to be about someone that's in that that like series, that neighborhood series. So but it's basically they're all connected. So the characters all show up in each other's books. Okay. Okay. And they're all just a bunch of cowboys Mm -hmm. just getting it on getting getting spicy. More or less. All right. Oh yeah, they're 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 spicy. Okay. Of course they're spicy. I can get behind that. <laughs> and then I read the second Shadow and Bone book, Siege and Storm, which was good. I really liked it. Not as much as the first, but I did enjoy mm-hmm. it. So now I have one more for that specific part, the Shadow and Bone, because then the next one there's it's like the Six of Crows, and then there's like another little there's other two other books within the series, but this was the second book in the trilogy for Shadow and Bone. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. I read your book recommendation from last month. Let's hear it. I read The Last Mrs. Parrish by Liv Constantine, and I didn't love it until I got to part two. Mm -hmm. Part one was rough. Mm -hmm. And I said to Eric, I was like, I am 10% into this, and I'm about to DNF this. But I was like, I have to push through, because Kelsey really liked it, and everyone else thrives like it this book thrives on mm-hmm. goodreads it has like four star five star reviews everyone's like this is the best thriller i've ever read i didn't get those vibes to be honest mm-hmm. and the writing felt a little a little amateurish yeah to be honest but once i got to the second half of the book and you get to daphne's pov i started to really enjoy yeah. it but yeah amber and jackson are literally the worst horrible on this planet this is another so one they deserve each other but i feel like if you because i read it like early last year this is another one that i feel like if you had read it when it first came out i think so you'd probably have a different Mm -hmm. because it it definitely is slow at the beginning but then like you finish it and you're like oh that was really good so you look at the whole thing as good exactly because i was i thought i was gonna rate it really low but then once i got to like the the second half like i said and then the ending Mm -hmm. i was like no this is like this is like this is like a three-star book like it's not amazing but it's not as bad as i had thought it was going into it but i was so stressed out i was like i'm gonna hate this book i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm like kelsey loves all my book recommendations i "I don't want her first daisy jones of the six gave me (laughs) (laughs) but it was good it ended up up being enjoyable at the end so but so all four of those books were great and usually we don't do this but i have to give our next book uh review episode my my book of the month the gracier by kim liggett because it was just literally i can't nothing topped it nothing it's topped true. it. it's true uh so, tune in next month to hear yeah our very our long next, it'll be our next episode in-depth episode yeah, it's a two-hour episode i haven't edited it yet and i'm sure it's gonna be a hot mess but it's gonna be yeah. fine <laughs> highly recommend reading the gracier so that you can listen along to that mm-hmm. episode because that book is incredible yeah, it'll be out next week. So it was very good. Another book that was labeled as YA that I never would have thought to read yeah. because it was a YA this, book. This YA stuff but... is just throwing me for a loop because, God, they are dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm in the middle of two books now that I will discuss on next month's episode because I have not quite finished them. So I don't have any opinions on them, to be honest. All right. So but, we'll do a little yeah. catch up at the beginning of next month with your exactly with your end of May, beginning of June reads. Mm-hmm. All right, so upcoming releases coming out this month. Well, yes, June. Coming out in June. Uh, The Only One Left, Mm -hmm. which is Riley Sager's new book, looks pretty good. I'm a fan of Riley Sager, so I'm excited about this one. 
um, and The Whispers by Ashley Audrain. I've only read The Push. I actually don't even know if they have any other big novels, but I really liked The Push. I thought it was well written. So The Whispers I'm excited about too. Yeah, I have that too on my book cart. I got that one from the book garden. Yeah. The Push because I saw people posting about it too before you read it. And then remember when you read it, you really, really enjoyed it. So I was like, okay, get this one. Yeah, I don't know how you're going to feel about it since you are having a child, but cool, cool, that's cool, cool, for cool. you to read and decide and let me know. <laughs> okay, do you want to talk? Yeah, being pregnant has been like, been like super fun because now I see people posting on like Facebook about their lost cats and I just start crying. Oh my gosh. Like immediately Aww. I start crying. I'm like, Eric, I'm like, I have to hide these posts because people are posting about their lost cats yeah. and I can't, I can't handle it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it probably changes your perspective on all of these books with children, which is it does wild. It does. Mm-hmm. Yep. Book news. I'm super, super excited because Kristen Hanna announced a new book coming out in 2024. Okay. And she's now like a top tier author for me. So I'm very, very excited. Any idea what it's about? I or believe just... it's called The... No, but I know it's going to be... I actually think it's called... I should have wrote this down. I forgot. I think it's called The Women or something. So her books are always heavily... The, the, the leads are always strictly female. Mm-hmm. And they're written so good. So regardless, it's pretty sure it takes place again. Like a lot of her, she does historical fiction. So a lot of her books take place in different, in like time periods that have already happened Mm -hmm. and from around historical events. So, but I'm very, very excited. Well, we love a female author writing women. Mm -hmm. And she does it so well. Even like, and also we love women authors writing men romance characters because- they are superior oh yes because we know what we want you know what i mean yeah exactly we just love female authors Mm -hmm. yes but that was my book news that i discovered for this month i didn't really see anything else yeah i didn't really see anything too crazy going on or worth mentioning actually no there was but it's like a catch-up corner and i'll just do it now so they did the set photos release of it ends with us and I am not happy. Okay. No one is happy, in fact, actually. You know who and... should be the most unhappy is Blake Lively. Because what the fuck? Oh, God. I saw some, I don't know if maybe you sent it to me or Vicky, my friend Vicky might have sent it to me. But apparently it doesn't take place in present time. It's going to take place like in the 80s or something or like 90s. So that's why her fashion choices, I don't know. But the fact, oh my God, she looks haggard. Like Lily Bloom is not. Like she looks horrible. It's just, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be terrible. Like now I'm not excited about it anymore. Not at all. And I'm like, (laughs) how could they do Blake Blake Lively like this? How could they do the book like this? I asked you, I'm like, do I need to reread the book? Am I forgetting that Lily was a hot mess? Or... No, because she wasn't at all in the book. Because if you remember, he like took a picture of her and then because she looked so good on like the roof Mm -hmm. and everything. Like he was super attracted to her and just wanted to bang her. And it's like, so if he saw her in the outfits that she's in on the road, I don't think he would feel that way. So I'm just very confused. I don't even know where they found these outfits. Well, someone, oh my God, someone made a comment or a post or maybe you even said this. Someone said this. They were like, I thought Atlas was supposed to be the homeless one. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say that. That's fucking funny. But it's, it's, 
<laughs> it's bad. And like it's very the bad. fact that they're just like they got this huge big name actress and they're making her look awful for no reason. And the costumes mm-hmm. just don't make sense. Like I, I'm I'm obviously gonna watch it, but I'm not looking forward of to course. it. I'm and not my hopes either. are it's so no... low. So yeah, my yeah, my predictions for it now are very low. I was very much looking forward to it because like I love Blake Lively mm-hmm. and everything, but now I'm like, oh maybe this is Yeah. Okay, like I, I just can't picture that their sex scenes are gonna be that hot when he has to like Mm-mm. pull up her her peasant skirt. That is <laughs> long enough to cover her saddle shoes. I don't know. It's Whatever. Rough. I don't know anything about fashion, so maybe I'm wrong. But come on. Anyway, so <laughs> I think everyone is on the same page with us on that. No, everyone's been. <laughs> everyone is pissed. No one is happy, and everyone's been posting this. The actress Abigail Cohen that they wanted to play Lily, mm-hmm. and I'm like, she actually would have made the most the most perfect Lily. So they they done fucked up on this. They one. really would have, and she. Everyone was complaining about Blake Lively's age, too, and she's much exactly. younger. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm curious to see what direction this is going. Same. We shall we see, sh- and we will keep updates. Oh, yeah. Because I'm sure there'll be more to come. We will be talking about it. That is for sure. Uh-huh. Okay. So let's switch gears and talk a little bit about our other pop cultures. Uh, mm-hmm. TV-wise... I watched Selling Sunset season six. I know that you particularly don't watch Selling Sunset, but I mean, I do not, not yet. You're one of the only people on but the planet it be, because it might be my pregnancy binge when the baby comes. So fucking good. The drama, the <laughs> yeah. outfits. Oof. This might be an unpopular opinion, but this season, I'm Team Chrishell and I'm Team Brie. I don't know. I don't know if that's unpopular. I'm not sure. Uh, they also talk about Nick Cannon for half of the season. It's very strange. There's a lot of Nick Cannon slander. Um, Wait, why? Because Brie is the new agent, and she is okay. the mother of his 10th child. He has 12 oh, okay. now, okay. but he's she's the mother of his 10th. But she's like... He's just creating a Nick Cannon army. Yes. But she's like financially independent. Like she's famous on her own, but mm-hmm. they just talk about Nick Cannon the whole time. And like, it's, it's rough. I'm like, this is not good for him. Fun times. Um, also, like, why are we making him relevant? But okay. Mm. Why is he making himself relevant by spreading his seed everywhere? We don't need your pro-life bullshit, buddy. Anyway, um, so at the end of the season, they showed the preview for season seven. And I'm like, that's weird because... Is there going to be a reunion? So I tried to look it up. They still haven't confirmed whether there's going to be a reunion for season six. I'm feeling a little cheated. There needs to be a reunion. I need details. I need drama. You know? Do they typically do reunions? They started with season five. Season five was the first time they did a reunion. So I'm like, why wouldn't they? But I don't know. I couldn't find anything confirming it. So we'll see. I mean, they could still do it. But, you know, you never know on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we both watched the Survivor finale. Yes, there will be spoilers. Yes. I don't care. It came out almost a week ago at the point of this episode coming out. What do you think? Happy with the winner? Happy with this season? What are your thoughts? This was definitely one of the better seasons over the past couple of years. I've been kind of, I wouldn't say let down by the past couple of seasons, but they were kind of, I don't know. They weren't, they just weren't as good yeah. as they've been. And this season I felt the gameplay was just really good. 
all three Tika really deserve to go to the to the final mm-hmm. three. And I think that if Carson had gone to the final three, he would have been the winner, not Jam Jam. Mm-hmm. But Heidi killed that fire making challenge. That was sick. Bruh. She <laughs> that killed was really cool. But I did not like yeah. her in Final Tribal. I thought she she was talking like she already won it. Yeah. So she really thought that it she wasn't, won it. And that's what I think Tyson was saying on his podcast mm-hmm. recap about that episode. It was just kind of a lot of people I think were turned off. But she, I mean, she got the one vote, which was obviously just from Danny, because I don't think Danny, I think Danny voted for her strictly because she was a Soka member, not because yeah. of any other reason. And because but, she turned on him. Like he made it like completely personal. Yeah. yeah. Personally, I wanted Carolyn to win because she was my favorite player from the season. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually a little surprised she got absolutely not one vote. I'm surprised but, too. But but Jam Jam was compelling. Jam Jam did he was, and I'm happy for him. Mm-hmm. I'm I liked him too. But out of those three Tika members, he was my least favorite. Yeah. So I was just kind of obviously he does he deserves it. He played great. Mm-hmm. So I think but it was a really good finale. I think Carolyn. I wanted her to win because I liked her the most and because she like fooled everyone into thinking that she wasn't really playing. But then when you break it down, she didn't really have like she was on the wrong side of the vote a couple times. She didn't have she yeah, played the no, idol I wrong. Know. So I think that Jam Jam deserved it. I think the reason this season this is my favorite season so far of the new era. And I think it's because mm-hmm. the other seasons, while they've had like a couple of good players and characters and personalities this season there were so many good personalities that it was like it felt like old survivor but with all of the new craziness you know what i mean i agree i agree so i loved it yeah it was definitely it was a good season i'm looking forward to the next one and i'm happy that it's going to be an hour and a half now yeah instead of an hour because you missed so much and even tyson said on the podcast he was he was happy about it too because you really they do they record so much mm-hmm. out there and so you you miss a lot. Yeah. So it'll and it's be, like, it'll be good. I like the challenges, obviously, but I would gladly trade challenge time for more camp time or strategy talk. So I'm glad that they're going to have mm-hmm. the extra time. Yeah. So other than that, I watched, okay, I watched Love and Death on HBO Max. And this has really opened up a can of worms for me. So Love and Death is about the Candy Montgomery story. First of all, Elizabeth Olsen, incredible, incredible actress. I love her so much. I mean, I can't wait to watch it. What else have I seen her in? <laughs> have I seen her in anything else? Um, well, you don't watch the Marvel stuff, do no. you? Because she's the Scarlet, uh, Scarlet Witch in Marvel. But she was, she did a movie with Aubrey Plaza a couple years ago. Ingrid Goes West. I don't know if you've ever watched that. I don't think so. But I'm like, I, I've been she, sleeping on her. Yeah, she's because she doesn't. She's been very heavily featured in the Marvel mm-hmm. stuff because she had like WandaVision on Disney Plus and she just did the recent Doctor Strange movie. Okay. So I don't think she's done a lot outside of that recently outside okay. of that. But you may have seen, but she was a, she was very much an indie actress years ago yeah. and she was in a lot of indie movies. Yeah, I remember so I when she was younger, but now like, yeah. so they have her as this suburban housewife. She's only, I, I looked it up, she's like 34 or something. They have her looking like she's in her mid-40s, still gorgeous, killing it. 
looks mm-hmm. nothing like the real candy. But anyway, so here's this can of worms that it opened up. So Love and Death just premiered. The last episode was actually this past week. So 2023. Okay. Last year, in 2022, Hulu did Candy with Jessica Biel. Mm-hmm. So yeah. why the remake so quickly off of a story that is actually not that popular. So, of course, I started Candy on Hulu. I'm only like two episodes in, so I can't offer an opinion on it yet. But now I need to research the differences between these two. And then, of course, I listened to a podcast episode, True Crime All the Time Unsolved, The Murder of Betty Gore, and so that I could hear like the actual facts and how they compare to love and death because it is pretty close but obviously we only have one person's side of the story because the other one is dead but anyway so i'm Mm -hmm. just like i I gotta figure out i gotta see why they did jessica beale dirty like that and put her on hulu and now elizabeth (laughs) olsen is the queen so i'll I'll report back next uh next month on my my deep dive slash new obsession with candy montgomery sounds wonderful can't wait and last but not least Yesterday, I binged the four episodes that are out so far of Ultimatum Queer Love on Netflix. Was it any good? I like debating if I want to watch it It's so it fucking not. good. I'm obsessed. Okay, great. Um, there's a girl I fully want to date. There's another <laughs> girl who is clearly trying to get on Perfect Match. Like, she's here for the followers. Oh, great. Great. Um, you picked a weird show to be on, but okay. But I love the representation, especially because... Lesbian relationships are often stereotyped for like you hauling it and rushing and whatever. And this shows that it's a lot more complex than that. So yes, it is okay. still trashy dating reality TV, but I don't know. I love it. It's right up my alley. I think that you're going to like it. Perfect. I'll start that. Then. Yeah. So, but only four episodes so far. So I'm not going to say what girl I want to date in case she turns out to suck. You know what I mean? Wait, don't even tell me. I want to try to guess after I watch yes, the four episodes. please do. <laughs> Once you watch the first episode. I'm like, is it this one? You're either going to say yes or no. <laughs> okay, so what uh, TV or movies have you been watching this past month? I've still been binging MasterChef. Shocker. Um, but last week, the new season started. Okay. And it's the United Tastes of America. So... Ever since the 10th season, they've been doing, like, themes, because, like, season 10 was Legends, mm-hmm. and then I think and then season 11 was Back to Win. So this is United Tastes of America. So they – it's the four regions of the United States, so the, uh, the Northeast, the Midwest, the West Coast, and the South. So the one from this past week was the Northeast and two of the people that got through. So it's going to be basically five people from each – region to make up the team uh two new jersey people got on and they're both within driving distance from where we live one is east windsor which is in mercer county Mm -hmm. and then one is in millstone which is in monmouth county oh my gosh that's so weird (laughs) okay so i said eric i'm like well now we clearly are going to be rooting for these two of course yeah so it was really good i'm excited to see how it goes and how the rest of the people do and then so we got rid of cable. So I don't know what's coming out or anything on like Fox or ABC or whatever. It just kind of pops up my Hulu. So we're on Hulu watching MasterChef. And then I see that a new Gordon Ramsay show started as well. What's Didn't know that? Show coming. It's called Food Stars. Okay. And 
I said to Eric, I'm like, I wish we knew about this. We should have totally applied because he basically takes, it's a competition series, of course. Mm -hmm. And more or less, it's about 20 people that have, it's like Shark Tank, but a competition. Okay. Okay. So all these people have companies or products, like one girl sells pasta sauce, one does Vietnamese coffee, one guy had like a crepe and coffee shop. So they're not, they're six, they they do have a good following, they're successful, but they're trying to become more successful. And basically by the end of the series, Gordon Ramsay is going to invest like $250,000 of his own money into the business. So each episode, he tries to teach them different business things. Okay. So this first episode was about how to make a profit. Okay. So I said to Eric, I'm like, this was this would be great to yeah. go on. You know, I was like, get the jam business up and running. You should, um, get some business tips. Start looking for season two. <laughs> I know. But it was it was pretty good. It was I enjoyed it. I'll definitely continue to watch it. Is he nice to them or is he mean to them? He's always a little bit of both. You know, and he just has like this dramatic flair. It's like the more we watch his shows, I'm like, he's actually the sweetest guy, but he's so dramatic and mean sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then like, I don't know, you grow to understand it. Yeah. Yeah. And I've obviously been still watching Succession. This tomorrow is the series finale of Succession, which is upsetting that it's over. But it's been a really good season. Mm-hmm. Definitely emotional. But I'm looking forward to that. And that's pretty much been it because I've just been watching. Well, yeah. I've seen a lot of people posting about Succession, though. That and it's Survivor. A good, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a, good, um, it's a good season, which is good for the last season. So podcasts. I've been super into fiction podcasts this month. I listened to Narcissa on your recommendation. I really liked that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other ones I listened to, I don't think Dark Woods is. But the other ones are all Q-Code podcast dark woods is i love their podcast yeah they're they're so good some of them i started to listen to um how to win friends and disappear people that's a q code one i didn't love it some of them are just like too exaggerated and too corny was that one the vampire it's... one i didn't listen to it yet but i always heard the uh like the the ads Ad for, for yeah. it when it first came it's out it's just like they're so exaggerated because they're sound only so sometimes it borders a little bit cheesy you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um but dark woods i liked right now i'm listening to blackout which is i loved black that one is good i'm i just started season two i loved it um Mm -hmm. and so far so good i really like it and now foxes of hydesville is so good except i messed up and didn't realize that it comes out weekly when i only want Mm -hmm. to binge podcasts but i'm obsessed with it it's so good and it's based on a true story of the fox sisters because then i listened to the episode of ridiculous crimes is that what's called and they have an episode on the fox sisters oh nice. yeah so i heard like you know the history of it but obviously the foxes of hydesville is the the dramatization but so far, I think there's four episodes out. I love it so far. So I'll report back next month and see yeah. if it's still amazing. The Q Code fiction I've been listening to is The Burned Photo. Okay. I'm on season two of that. Okay. I only have a couple episodes left. But that one has one of the actresses on it is Catherine McNamara, which she was on like Shadowhunters. Mm-hmm. And she was on this. She was recently an Arrow on stuff on CW. So I like I like her. So that was a big reason why I listened to it, too. But it's pretty good. Yeah, they have such big names for these um, mm-hmm. for these fiction podcasts yeah, too, they do. which is awesome. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Because then Narcissa was Diana Agron, mm-hmm. who was on Glee. Mm-hmm. So. And Blackout is uh, Rami Malek. Mm-hmm. And Asia Naomi, Naomi King, who she was in How to Get Away with Murder. Yes. I knew that I recognized mm-hmm. her from somewhere. I used to love yeah. How to Get Away with Murder until Yeah, they definitely have at least one big name in every, one bigger name in every podcast. Yeah, which is really cool. So what other podcasts? Yeah, because Baraska, Baraska has Cole Sprouse. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, and I put another one. I haven't started listening to it yet. Uh, Gaslight. That one is. I haven't. I haven't listened to that one. That's a uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I'll listen to that one too. So we'll see how that one is. That'll probably start next month. Yeah. There's just. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely. So many of them. I like. I like them. Yeah. I know. There's so many, but they're short. The seasons are short too. They're only like eight episodes. Yeah. Eight, nine episodes. And the episodes are super short. And by the time you get through all the ads, they're, they're, the episodes really aren't that long. Yeah. That's why I don't <laughs> like waiting a week for it to come out because I'm like, I waited a week for like a 15 minute episode. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But oh well. Yeah. So the two podcasts that I listened to this month that I enjoyed was Sounds Like a Cult did The Cult of Dolly Parton, of which was amazing <laughs> i love dolly parton i'm not like a huge fan of her but i just love her in general mm-hmm. she's just so much fun and it was so it was so funny because they're talking about all these like conspiracy theories about how so like dolly parton apparently has a husband but no one knows who it is mm-hmm. and they're like well maybe she's actually just gay because she's so she loves the gays and everything and she's so supportive of them. and everyone's like maybe she's actually just gay yeah <laughs> she actually has like a wife or someone at home. well Issa wants everyone but, to and, like, secretly ha- be gay i know and everyone says that no one actually knows what she looks like without right. the hair and the makeup. So no one is, there's like no proof of what this, of what Dolly Parton looks like. Okay. Aside from what we see. But then you so. see people who've had cosmetic surgery and stuff. And even without mm-hmm. the makeup, like they still look the same because it's their yeah. actual facial structure that has been altered. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who was that older? There was. There was that older woman that died a couple years ago. Yeah, Nicole Smith. That had, was heavily. No. She was heavily Botox, though. And, like, it had a lot of facial surgery done. Oh, my God. She was, like, older and blonde. She was super popular, too. I'm, I'm blank on her name. It'll come to me eventually. But same thing. Like, I think she was the person because she had so much work done on her face mm-hmm. that no matter what, she would always look. She No matter what she did, she would always look the same. Yeah. And then... And then armchair expert Dax and Monica interviewed Jane Fonda, who I also love. Mm -hmm. So this was just like my older women podcast phase month. It was great. Her her episode was so cute. They actually went – so typically when they do record, they have a loft that everyone comes to interview with them or they do it over like Zoom. Mm -hmm. But they actually went to her house because they didn't want to make her, like, walk up the stairs into the oh attic. gosh. Okay. And so this was the first time they ever did an episode at someone else's house. Mm-hmm. And, like, brought all their and equipment and so stuff. Cute. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It was it was really cute. And it was really – it was interesting hearing about her backstory and all the stuff that she went through. And, you know, she's sup- she's a super big feminist mm-hmm. and all about women's rights and stuff. So I also just love Jane Fonda. So okay. those were – the two episodes that I also really liked. I also listened to the Love to See It episode with Nick from season two of Love is Blind yep. and his friend that was also on the show and talking about all the shit that they've been going through. Yeah, the lawsuits and stuff. Wild. I know. Wild. But then it's so, so weird because you hear, you listen to the other podcasts like Natalie and Deep Dee's podcast and they they haven't commented on any of this stuff, any of the 
the legal things going on, but like they only have fond memories of not the show because like they both were in shitty relationships, but of the the actual process and the producers Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So it is kind of crazy that it's like, I mean, they'll, they'll get down to the bottom of it, but exactly it's just wild all this drama it is hearing about the way that they're treating these contestants Mm -hmm. it was just wild like they just don't get water like they'll bring like a 24 case of water for 12 dudes Mm -hmm. 12 15 dudes and that's all you get for the day like that's not that's not okay like it's i don't know it's not like they're not making the money exactly so who knows yeah uh i've been listening to their rewatch series of rom-coms the clueless episode are you kidding me oh i didn't listen to that oh, one yet so good i think the one i listened to was maybe 10 things i hate about you. yeah maybe they did 10 things thing. i hate about you they did never been kissed and easy a easy a yep. most easy a. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so those are good um mm-hmm. okay anything else or should we move to our book question let's move to a question do you want me to go first yeah okay. go first all right so if you had to cast your life as a movie, who would play you? <laughs> this is a hard question. <laughs> um, Actually, ironically, now that we just talked about it, I would love if Emma Stone played me because I love Emma Stone. I love Emma Stone, too. Yeah. And she's just kind of very quirky and funny, and I really like her. Okay. So I think, I think I'd go with Emma Stone. Yeah. And she's so good in Easy A. Oh, my gosh. I love that movie. I know. Oh, I know. We just talked about it. And, like, also, I remember her in, like, The House Bunny. Yes. Oh, she's so funny in that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I think I'd go with that. Mine would be Mae Whitman from Good oh Girls, Parenthood, her. Perks of Being a Wallflower, etc. I loved her in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yes. I just, I see her <laughs> as, like, super sarcastic and witty but also kind of mean sometimes. And she's always cast as someone who makes the wrong decisions, but then figures out how to deal with it. And she Uh struggles with the emotional part. So I just see similarities in all of the roles that she's cast in and my own life. (laughs) So I think she'd do a great job. (laughs) Yeah. We don't look that different. I feel like we could make it work. I actually want to rewatch Parenthood, so I'm really excited to see yeah. her in that because I never fully finished Parenthood, but she was good in mm-hmm. it the first couple like seasons that I watched. She's a really good actress. Yeah. She's really that good. show is and awesome. She's so funny and down to earth. Like she's just she's, she's so great. funny in Good Girls. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. I love Good Girls. I know. I need to watch that too. I've heard really good things about yeah, that show. It's good. Okay, what's your question? Well, now I actually kind of want to piggyback off yours. Okay. So if there was a if there was a movie made about your life, what genre would it be? Oh, God. <laughs> Definitely. I'm torn between. No, it would be a dark comedy, but it would be yeah. extremely dramatic. But then I would just make jokes about everything. Like it would be like a a summary of all the trauma that I've gone through. And then just me joking about mm. it and being like, looking at my therapist, like, am I right? And then my therapist just shaking her head like, girl, please stop. So, yeah, that's an easy one. That's how I see my life. And I think Mae Whitman, Mae Whitman would be great in a dark comedy. Exactly. I think she would love it. So you're good. <laughs> I know. Right? 
Which is funny because I think if I wanted a movie about my life, I would definitely want like a romantic comedy. Yeah. Because that's just like what I was obsessed with growing up. And it's the one of my – I was so into rom-coms. They're just the best. I could definitely see yours being a rom-com and having like mm-hmm. all of the female friendships and yeah. then like mm-hmm. the relationship. I could see that. Because I was so, – oh my god. Growing up, I was such a hopeless romantic. So it was – I was, you know, making song lyrics, my Facebook statuses, hoping the boy that I liked would get, would hope or, you know, would understand that it's about them. I mean, (laughs) I was too, but my (laughs) lyrics were like Hawthorne Heights, like extremely dark, like someone check on her. Um, And yours were like fluffy clouds. That that pretty much (laughs) explains us a lot. But also your rom-com outlook has worked out for you and you have a wonderful relationship and a little baby on the way exactly so you know what no complaints exactly (laughs) wow that just like perfectly described us as fucking usual Uh, (laughs) (laughs) all right so anything else we have from this month i don't think so i think i covered everything i feel like it wasn't just like it really wasn't a crazy month for me it was pretty low-key well, now that you said that, June is going to be a shit show. So good luck with that. Yeah, it will. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> like we said, read The Gracier by Kim Liggett. That will be yes. our next episode. We will also be posting our other June reviews on our social media. So follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Fully Booked Calf Pod. If you like what you heard on this episode, please make sure to follow, subscribe, rate and review on whatever platform that you're listening to because it'll really help us out a lot. If you have any book recommendations, TV, movie, or podcast recommendations, or any questions for us, you can email us at fullybookedcalfpod at gmail.com. And we just want to say thanks for checking us out. And remember... If you need us, we're fully booked. Bye.